You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to our week 17 recap show of the whole regular season now in the books. It's me, Colin. Joining the show as always by DJ and uh, I'm a little bit under the weather today. The, the festivities maybe taking a, taking a toll on me at this stage, DJ, uh, but uh, how was the Christmas period for you? Yeah, Colin, very good and delighted to be on the show after the week 17. For the week 17 recap, it means we've survived yet another Black Monday on like a number of NFL coaches, but good news for all the listeners, we are being kept on for another season. <laughs> Yeah, DJ, uh, another season, uh, regular season anyway in the books. We're looking forward to taking podcasts throughout the, the post-season and then the off-season. But we did survive the Black Monday. There was rumours going around that uh, I could have been on the, the chopping block, but made it all the way through and uh, delighted to be still on the show. DJ, uh, I know we uh, I bought you a copy of the new Madden game for Christmas and uh, I was only too delighted to, to beat you in the first contest that we faced each other in that one. So that there was a lot of fun on, uh, on Christmas night. But uh, outside of that, DJ... We were watching all the games this weekend and uh, a lot of excitement was and those I know there was a lot of scenarios that were already played out and stuff was uh, you know written down like your Patriots making the playoffs but there was some other interesting games uh, even games that teams had nothing to play for so we'll talk about them now in just a little moment now DJ is always to start the show Last Word on Sport check them out they are our partners here at Overtime Ireland lastwordonsport.com is their website at lastwordonsport is their Twitter handle do give them a follow our Twitter handle as always is at Overtime Ireland and the website is overtimeireland.com the article's now slowing down uh, a little bit now with some teams being knocked out, some guys uh, not as interested in the rest of the NFL season, maybe in writing about it. But uh, just as we are actually recording, I'm getting ready to post up Eli Booksaver's power rankings up on the site. So that'll be the end of the regular season power rankings, and then we'll be locking into the playoffs. So that is OvertimeIreland.com. Do check it out. Do follow us on Twitter. It's at OvertimeIreland. First time listening to the show. Thanks for coming along. Please do hit the subscribe button. Hopefully you'll enjoy just a little uh, preview for the upcoming show for the, the preview of the first round off the playoffs. We'll be having Ross Tucker of the fantastic Ross Tucker NFL podcast on. So he'll be joining us on Thursday, New Year's Day kind of celebration of football and uh, looking forward to talking to him to break down the games for next week. But we're going to get into now to our week 17 recap and go through the games that happened this week. So let's get straight into those games right now. Let's recap this weekend's NFL action. It's the OTI Weekend Roundup. So, DJ, we're into the Week 17 recap. As always, we let you go first and uh, pick whichever game you want to start off the recap with. Which game are you going for this time? Yeah, Colin, we'll start off with a game that had some excitement in it. That was only down to Aaron Rodgers getting injured. And I tweeted off the OTI Twitter feed was Aaron Rodgers' season over. I'm sure you were probably too busy hiding behind the couch to look at that tweet, but Aaron Rodgers came back onto the field, and, and Dominic and Sue then tried to put him back off the field, and I'm sure and Dominic and Sue's going to say it was an accident, but I think probably from a Packers point of view, Colin, you don't think it was? DJ, well, it's a hard one to know. His reputation is going to go ahead of him in this one, and uh, I think people will jump on him. He's had a from you know he, he's had a lot of fines in his career, but this season he's 
kind of stayed to the rule book quite a bit and he hasn't got himself into trouble at all but this one looked like uh, just frustration he did make it look very accidental but you know when you're on a football field and you put your foot down on top of something that isn't grass and you know rightly it's not grass to stamp on it twice and then to lift all your weight on top of that object uh, looked a little bit suspicious but I'm just uh, glad to see that Rogers was okay as you mentioned to the moment earlier in the game when you know the calf injury that was a moment of real worry that worried me a lot more than the moment with Indomit and Sue and uh, when he went off, the field was carted off, and you know they went from fourteen nil up. He just that they were touched down to Cobb just as he got, went down injured, and then you know before he came back on, it was fourteen all. So in the blink of an eye, you have that fourteen point lead erased, and then you know it didn't look like there was much happening for that series when Flynn was in. But maybe he knew he was just tidying it over to Rogers came back out, and Rogers came out on the field and uh, led the team to victory. So that there, DJ, was a game that you know it had my heart all over the place at times. And you mentioned you did that tweet out. Well, I seen the tweet, but. Uh, I just didn't have the patience to respond and I, I really thought that it, there was a huge possibility that was the end of his season and you know, with it the end of the, the chances of the Packers making a run in the playoffs but thankfully he came back out onto the field and uh, got the job done and yet again I think he just proves uh, his value to the team and you know he's going for another MVP this season I think it's the right decision uh, if he does go on to win it and I think that's just another reason to, to simplify that one he went out of the t- game the team didn't look like it, it looked like the team had fallen apart so uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do now. It's a week off to to recover, and uh, hopefully, when they come back from that bye week, it'll be a lot better. But it was a very, very worrying scene as he collapsed onto the ground. Very good result for the Packers, Common. They ended up winning the division and getting a bye in the first round. Yeah, obviously to to beat the Lions, you know. And I talked on the podcast last week about the record that the Lions had um, up in Lambeau and up in. Wisconsin, which is absolutely atrocious when you look back at it, and uh, you know it's another another loss added to that. They did threaten to come back to Egypt at the very end when you know there was a bit of a whole issue with that their safety for intentional grounding on Stafford, and then they got a touchdown after that two point conversion was given, and then it was ruled uh, ruled that the you know the referees had made a wrong decision on the field. So there was a, a bit of a bit of a comeback at the end by Detroit. The, the worrying thing for the Lions, DJ, is if you look at this Matthew Stafford, they showed it during the game last night. I think uh, he's three and thirteen against teams with a one-in record, and his record away from home against those teams is even worse. So you know they're going to face uh, the, the Cowboys now in the playoffs, and you know there's got to be a bit of a worry there that maybe he doesn't just produce it in the big games. And uh, I'm delighted as a Packers fan, easy to win the division, get that bye week, and we'll see where we go. It's going to be tough. Hopefully somebody else knocks out uh, the Seahawks because you know if it goes, you get to the divisional round up in Seattle, that's going to be a real, real tough one to make it to the, the Super Bowl in Arizona. But you know you can only take it one week at a time and. You know, when Rodgers was out, DJ, and it got back to 14 all, you were thinking, maybe uh, this division won't be won by the Packers and they'll be playing in the wild card round and that would have really put the pressure on them. So, uh, very, very good to, to see the Packers win the division and uh, after the start they had when they lost up in Seattle on the opening night and then they lost to the Lions in week three, it's, it was a good positive turnaround to the rest of the season to, to get that. Unfortunately, missed out in the number one seed, but, you know, can't be too greedy. Ten-point victory column for the Pittsburgh Steelers when they took on the Cincinnati Bengals this week. Yet again, Le'Veon Bell looking impressive for the Steelers, and he suffered a third-quarter knee injury, but I don't think it's going to keep him out off the Steelers' next game in the playoffs. Yeah, he just won that, you know, as we speak, there's no definite word, but Mike Tomlin seemed positive after the game that there was no structural damage, so if there's none of them ligaments damage, and uh, then it's just down to swelling and how it feels, 
going into the game, it's, it was one at the time, he looked very worried, and you could see on the sideline while Bell was getting checked out, you could see he was worried because he really didn't know the significance of the injury, and hopefully it isn't a long-term one, because you know I was going to tweet out during this game about how fantastic he's been this season, whether it's catching the ball or running the ball, he's absolutely dynamic, and you know, only his second year in the league, I have to say, there's not many running backs. I'm a big Eddie Lacy fan watching the Packers, but I have to say there's not not many better than Le'Veon Bell and uh, impresses me each and every game. The other player that impresses me each and every game is Antonio Brown, and you know I'd say he's all pro this year, going to the Pro Bowl. Absolutely phenomenal season. He had that punt return in this game to the take it back for a touchdown, which gave a seven 0 lead to the Steelers, and that helped them at the start of the game. But you know he he's been fantastic. I've seen 129 receptions. He's nearly 1,700 yards, and he has 13 receiving touchdowns, and he has, he passes passing touchdown as well. So absolutely absolutely fantastic and. Uh, he now has five catches and fifty yards in all sixteen games in the season. So it is it's absolutely amazing what he what he's done this season. But a big win for them and you know, it, it was a big turnaround. It was looking like there was gonna be a chance here, DJ, for the, the Bengals to level it up and take this game to overtime, but there was a, a strip of uh, AJ Green to, to take the ball loose and then not too long after that there was a, a touchdown from Ben Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown to, to seal the deal. So a big, big win here for the Steelers win the division. Both teams do go to the playoffs, but uh, I think you know if you're looking forward. I think the Steelers, if Bell can be healthy, uh, have the better chance of going further in the playoffs. The Bengals, DJ, the big win against the Broncos on Monday night. You know, it was another primetime game. Maybe it was just a little bit too much back to back to get up for those two games. AJ Green didn't look 100, percent and there was a couple issues between him and Andy Dalton on passes. The first interception of Dalton's, I thought, might have been a, a misread by AJ Green on on the right, and then the second interception, I think, was definitely on Andy Dalton. He threw it much too high for AJ Green, but maybe that bicep issue, maybe he just didn't have a you know full range of motion or something. But uh, sometimes AJ Green will come down with them, but I think uh, it was Andy Dalton's fault with that throw. So there's a couple of turnovers in this game, DJ, that cost them, and you know Andy Dalton didn't have a great game overall, so. Can't really argue too much. I thought that the Steelers were the better team going into it, and I think they're still the better team coming out of it. Buffalo Bills column got their first winning season since 2004, and that was predominantly down to the Patriots resting Rob Brunkowski and Julian Edelman, and a number of defensive players and offensive players too, and Tom Brady only six points and 80 yards passing against the Bills. It's probably the only time that will happen in the career against the Bills. Jimmy Garoppolo played the second half and only had three points off 90 yards through the air. And it was clear that the Pitts had rested a number of players when Jimmy Garoppolo got four sacks and was hit six times. And it ended up being Kyle Orton's final game for the Bills and final game off his career for now, in a way, and as he <laughs> comes back again. You, you said there for now, and I was about to say that. I uh, tweeted out in Twitter that. Uh, Again, he's retiring again. Uh, well, you'll all know that he retired from the Cowboys last year and uh, ended up playing in Buffalo for this season. So we'll see if this is another real retirement or uh, another one that he's going to come back from in the off season. DJ, you mentioned there, you know, that it was obvious that they'd rested starters when Garoppolo got uh, those four sacks against him. But you know, this year Buffalo front seven, which we've seen in games recently against the Packers and against Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos, they are no joke and uh, they'll put pressure on the quarterback no matter what's going on. They showed great fright this season, uh, the Buffalo Bills, unlucky not to make the playoffs. A winning season for them, and you know, no more than their fans deserve. A very loyal fan base up there in Buffalo, and you know, kept on fighting to the end. I think uh, maybe some of the reason that uh, Kyle Orton's stepping down or retiring is because maybe there's 
they're going to look at EJ Manuel again next year. We'll see. We'll see there what happens in that quarterback situation. I thought DJ the Patriots were very poor even in the first half. I know they rested players, but I thought they were poor with uh, Tom Brady at the helm in that first half. They weren't really getting too much going on the ground, and as you mentioned, only six points from them. So there's some more insights in the fact that they haven't put up a lot of points on the board, DJ, over the last uh, five or six weeks, even though they have wrapped up. You know, the number one seed. Are you worried about the the point scoring aspect of it, uh, or is that something you think will come in the playoffs? I'm thinking something definitely is going to come in the playoffs. The last couple of weeks they've been playing quite well. They did play against the New York Jets, and games against the Jets are always going to be close. But no, not really too worried, Colm. I think they'll put up the points that are needed to get them well into the playoffs, and hopefully at least a conference game, if not the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think, well, obviously as a fan, you're going to have that confidence, but just uh, there was something over the last few games that I had started to notice, and in this game as well, uh, it started to seem like it might be more of an issue than just clicking it on in the playoffs, but we'll see. They have a week off now, DJ, to prepare. They'll have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I always say to you, they don't lose too many games in Foxborough, so this was one loss. They have two back-to-back home games you'll be hoping now before the play- or before the Super Bowl, so, you know, uh, maybe this is their one loss on the road to Arizona, so We'll see what happens going forward. Uh, the Patriots are definitely a, a real threat in this, and I think at the moment you have to say they'll be the favourites to reach the Super Bowl. Next game up, DJ, is the Baltimore Ravens, and there was all sorts of things going on in this here. They were playing the Cleveland Browns. Score was finished up with 22, the Ravens, against the 10 of the Browns. Lots of stuff going on, DJ. Joe Flacco didn't have a you know a great three quarters. He's had a couple of weeks, DJ. I, since I started saying that he was playing consistent, he has been playing consistently bad since. His first three quarters weren't good, but in that last quarter he really stepped up and had had some nice plays. Uh, Torrey Smith with a touchdown and a number of other good pass plays. DJ uh, Connor Shaw was playing here for the Cleveland Browns, and you know there's a, a worrying sign here that he's an undrafted quarterback. And Johnny Manziel was taken in the first round. Johnny played uh, kind of game and a half there, looked per looked below average by quite some distance. Connor Shaw came in and looked more prepared and played a lot, lot better in his first start. Uh, who would you be taking DJ next season if you could only have one of these quarterbacks? I know it's a very small sample size, but you know, uh, not 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 good for Johnny Manziel that we have an undrafted quarterback coming in and looking much much better than him, and he came in the first round. Yeah, really not great for Johnny Manziel, Colin, but I think with all the hype, they will bring Johnny Football back and give him a chance probably to start next season. I think he could be their starting. He'll really need to do a lot of work over the pre-season and off-season to get himself in the kind of quality player that is going to be a starter in the NFL. And I think he was kind of set up to fail, I suppose you could say, and that if it had went well, people would have said, oh, well, that's what's expected of Johnny Manziel, but the fact that he fell flat in his face, basically, that's probably a bit harsh on Johnny, that, you know, people were just lined up to criticise him. Yeah, I agree with that, DJ, and, you know, then he missed uh, treatment over the weekend, got fined for that there, so there's still off-the-field issues, and we'll see how he prepares this off-season, but I'd like to see him doing well in the NFL, but I think that's going to, you know, he needs to start off with more positive work off the field, uh, preparing better, and so on and so forth, uh, before there's going to be any improvement in his play on the field, which was drastic in those two games he played. Terence West here, DJ, the other keynote, uh, had a good game here for the Cleveland Browns, but, you know, they, they pack their bags and go home now. Josh Gordon was suspended for this game, and we'll see what happens in the offseason with him too. But, you know, back to worrying signs about Josh Gordon after he missed the first 10 weeks, was it, of the season through suspension. So, Baltimore Ravens need to move into the playoffs. And, you know, uh, they're a team that I was talking up a few weeks ago. Maybe they're not playing as good as they were a few weeks ago. But uh, definitely a team that I would want to avoid in that AFC 
side of the, the playoff bracket. Next game, DJ, the Houston Texans against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We mentioned there that the Ravens are going into the playoffs. There was a scenario there for quite some time in it where uh, the Houston Texans were going to sneak in, and in the fourth quarter there was a lot of interesting stuff going on. This one, DJ, 23 to the Texans, 17 to the Jaguars. The Jaguars were putting up a real fight here trying to spoil the Texans' party, but then the Ravens went ahead and done it anyway. JJ Watt, DJ, he, I mentioned earlier, Rogers, I think, should get that MVP award, but you know if he doesn't get it, or if no problem, JJ Watt picking it up. He had three sacks in this, including a fourth-quarter safety, and you know he got the help them into that six-point lead. So he's had uh, 20 sacks this season. He's the only pair, player to have a pair of 20-sack seasons since that statistic became official in 1982, and he's done it in back-to-back years. So absolutely phenomenal season, and, uh, you know, what can he? Do? What can this guy not do going forward? And you know he's starting off with uh, one of the most dominant starts to a defensive player's career of all time. So absolutely love watching JJ Watt. And you know he said he is only one gear that he plays in. They were asking what he, you know, would they tame it down if they knew they couldn't make it into the playoffs? JJ Watt doesn't tame anything down, and he plays it a hundred percent all the time. So big, big uh, performance by him here. Case Keenum starting under center, um, not not one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL, but he did throw a touchdown to Andre Johnson in this one that helped get the Texans into that lead. But in the end, it was uh, all too all too late for them. Bill O'Brien came in this year. Did you have to say you have to give him a high grade as their new head coach? He came in after you know the number one overall pick last season, albeit with a, a roster that had more potential than than that spot, but. He's, he's turned it around. They had an easy enough schedule, one of the softest schedules in the NFL this year, but you know he, he moved the team in the right direction. We'll see where they go next season. I think they're still going to have to look at a quarterback, although I do think Ryan Mallett will be back next season for them. Kansas City DJ played San Diego. San Diego had the, the scenario where if they won, they got in. Well, they didn't win. The Chiefs had to win to have a shot, but they also needed the Ravens to lose. The Ravens won that game. So this year was the kind of trio of games with that AFC scenario of who was getting in, who wasn't getting in. The Kansas City Chiefs 19, San Diego Chargers 7. Wasn't a great performance here, DJ, by the Chargers, but you know the Kansas City Chiefs without Alex Smith had a, a very good performance here, I thought, and uh, controlled the game from start to finish. Justin Houston, DJ, put a lot of pressure on... Philip Rivers all game long. You know, Philip Rivers been suffering with a, a back injury, so that's not going to help me at four sacks here. Justin Houston broke Derek Thomas's previous Chiefs record and uh, almost went all the way to breaking the uh, NFL single season record for sacks. So an absolutely phenomenal season for him. We're talking about J.J. Watt being possible MVP, but just Justin Houston bet him this season in sacks. So you know, that shows how good of a year Justin Houston's having for the Chiefs. Chiefs missed out in the playoffs. They almost, DJ, uh, got a touchdown to a wide receiver. I tweeted out that that clock had been stopped, but we'd restart that clock again. Still no touchdown to a Chiefs wide receiver. And, uh, you know, trying to get to the postseason, trying to get into the playoffs without your wide receivers catching a touchdown in the entire season is not a, not a good formula, as good as Jamal Charles has been this season. A number of players, DJ, missing in this one. Keenan Allen was out, uh, Ryan Matthews was out, and Philip Rivers, as I mentioned, you know, had a, has had a back injury the last few weeks, and without those key weapons, uh, just couldn't come up with the goods. So, big win here for the Chiefs, although in the end it uh, counted for nothing. So, I guess it wasn't that big of a win. What, how, do you, how do you describe that type of win? A big win that uh, doesn't mean anything to the Chiefs. Yeah, Colm, still hard to believe that stat about no wide receivers getting touchdowns in a season. The majority of teams you'd think would get <laughs> a lot of touchdowns with wide receivers, but the Chiefs just went with. Jamal Charles, and that was pretty much it for their season. Next up, DJ, another team that, you know, the, the main wide receiver for them is 
Kelvin Benjamin, but they don't get a lot of plays through the air in the recent weeks, and that's what Ron Rivera likes. Ron Rivera likes to run the ball, and that's the Carolina Panthers. 34 to the Atlanta Falcons, 3, and we were playing this game in Atlanta, and it was a thorough domination from start to finish. I had uh, picked the Atlanta Falcons to win this game. I had on a bet for the Atlanta Falcons to win this game, and from the outset and throughout, this was not a game that the Atlanta Falcons were going to win. Big win here for the Panthers, DJ uh, Another pick six thrown by Matt Ryan in this one, although you have to give Matt Ryan some sympathy. His offensive line has given him absolutely no time. They're just getting run over each and every snap, and uh, you know there's a lot of pressure on Troy. So Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton, DJ, they're on a four-game winning streak. They had, a, I think it was a five-game losing streak during the season. They're the first team to make it to the playoffs with a losing streak of such during the season. We all made jokes throughout the season, DJ, about this division. Did nobody want to win it? Well, the Panthers came into it at the end. Nobody really seen them coming. Jeff Reinbold was on a few weeks ago, says his son supports the Carolina Panthers, and you know he wasn't ruling them out a chance to win this division game. That was before the Falcons played the Saints. So then the uh, Falcons beat the Saints, the Panthers beat the Saints, and now the Panthers beat the Falcons to win this division. And you know once you get into the playoffs, DJ, anything can happen. So we'll see how the Panthers go. I don't think they'll go very, very far in this, but. John Lynch Stewart's looking good, and uh, I have to say that uh, Cam Newton's done quite a nice job leading this team. And you know, people obviously give him some grief for his maybe his demeanour off the field. There's a lot of times when if something goes wrong, he sits with a towel over his head in the sideline. That, but you have to say that he's come back from that injury and led this team very, very well. And uh, it looks to be rounding into a good quarterback as the season's gone on. He started the season well, throwing the ball from the pocket, and now he's running the ball quite efficiently as well. So. We'll see, uh, we'll see how they go in the postseason. Mike Smith, DJ, we mentioned some of the coaches that uh, lost their job on Black Monday, and you know we're recording this on the Monday, so things are still going on. But Mike Smith, after seven years with the Falcons, has uh, unfortunately lost his job, and uh, he moves on. We'll see where he ends up. He seems like a very nice guy, DJ, when he's talking off the field and that, but we talked about it a number of times on the show this year. Some of his coaching decisions and time management, clock management uh, have really cost the team no more so than the game we were at in London when they had, I think it was a 21 to nil lead at halftime, maybe 21 to 3, and they lost it very late on with that last second field goal. So there's there's a number of issues. They had a chance to run out the clock in that game. They threw a pass to Julio Jones. You'd usually think Julio will catch it. Julio drops the ball, stops the clock, gives more time to the Lions. Lions come back and win the game. There was a couple other games like that there. So, you know, uh, you live and die by these decisions as a coach, and he's spent seven years there. He looked very disappointed. On uh, you know after the press conference and that, but it's just one of those things, DJ. And uh, the Atlanta Falcons are looking for a new head coach, and we'll see what happens with the front office and so on. And there might be some more of those uh, changes to changes to come as well. But we'll see what happens after after the next few days. Seattle Seahawks, DJ, were looking like they were in trouble at halftime. They were six points to zero down to the St. Louis Rams. I thought there was a chance the Packers possibly going DJ for that uh, number one overall seed and. That wasn't to be as the, the Seahawks starting back in the second half, 20-6. to six. Uh, It was two pick-sixes that, that came in this. There was a couple of turnovers by the Seahawks, but the, the key turnovers in this were the ones by the Rams, and the, the Seahawks picked them off, took them back for the points. Then the Rams tried to lead a drive down, and they had, a, they had it inside the five-yard line, reaching for the end zone, and the ball was uh, fumbled, and it was <laughs> went out for a touchback, so that ended the, the chances of the Rams getting a result here. Seahawks, DJ, on defense, have been scary over the last few weeks, and... You know, I mentioned uh, nobody's going to want to go into Century Link Field in, in the conference final to try and beat them, and they're the, they're the real team. If I was thinking about getting to the playoffs, that I'd be worried about. They are uh, really, really freakish on defense over the last few weeks, and look as good as they ever were at any stage last season. The quarterbacks that have faced them in the last few weeks and they've made a shambles off have been the likes of Drew Brees, Colin Kaepernick, Peyton Manning. At the start of the season, they stopped 
Aaron Rodgers so you know they're they're really hitting into high gear the only thing you'd worry here as a Seattle Seahawks fan is maybe the offense isn't firing all cylinders and there's a, there's a strange um, situation going on with beast mode and Marshawn Lynch is to he's on the bench more than you would expect him to be on the bench and then he had a fumble yesterday so we'll see we'll see what happens there but still nobody wants to be stopping Marshawn Lynch in December January time DJ uh, the Cardinals we're going to talk about their game in a moment uh, they became the 10th team to lose consecutively after playing the Seattle Seahawks the week before so any team that's played the Seattle Seahawks just example if the Rams were playing next week against somebody that the Rams would lose every team that's played the Seahawks the next week have gone out and lost so it just shows that the physicality they play with how much it beats up the opponents uh, that they face and so on so credit to them for bringing such physicality each and every game New York Jets DJ they got a win here for Rex Ryan another coach who lost his job today and uh, the Miami Dolphins 24 the New York Jets 37 one of the best games that Geno Smith has played in his career so far was throwing uh, some some amazing passes I must say Eric Decker having a hugely hugely positive game here for them Geno Smith posted a perfect passer written did you ever did you hear me say that DJ Geno Smith posted a perfect passer written of 158.3 to a career high in 358 yards and he threw three touchdowns no interceptions had just five incompletions so uh, DJ uh, is that something you ever thought you'd hear that stat line read off for Geno Smith yeah I'll come I can tell you now there's two men sitting in New York and they're probably wishing Geno Smith could have done that a lot more this season <laughs> and that's Rex Ryan and John Isaac and I'm sure they were wishing Geno Smith could have been that kind of quarterback all season but then he probably wouldn't be playing for the New York Jets <laughs> if he was that good all year well uh, obviously they were, he was benched for Mike Vick during the season and then he, he got the opportunity to come back in Edzig as you mentioned and Rex Ryan both out of a job and uh, we'll see what Jets owner Woody Johnson decides to do in the offseason but you know he had, he had a very good game here so there's positive signs DJ going forward we were talking about it in the start of the season he started he had some glimpses at the start of the year then he was playing absolutely atrocious rightly was benched for Michael Vick and now he's in with a chance here at the end of the season to prove his worth so going into next season there's some positives there there's something to work with with the Jets whoever they take in as the new head coach they have a, a quarterback to try and work with the Miami Dolphins DJ we talked about Ryan Tannehill his progression this season you know, this game here, I don't know. They played the Jets in New York a few weeks back and barely scraped over the line. And this week here, then uh, maybe, you know, there was nothing to play for. They knew their head coach, Mike Feldman, was coming back. Or Joe Feldman, sorry, was coming back next season. So, strange, strange game here, but a massive game for uh, for Geno Smith and letting Rex Ryan go out with a victory. Lamar Miller had a, a nice uh, game here and uh, had a 97-yard touchdown run in the third quarter, which is the longest play from scrimmage this season. He did a very impressive run from Lamar who has uh, really pushed himself up in the, the rankings of running backs over the past kind of six to eight months Philadelphia Eagles DJ 34 New York Giants 26 go through this game quickly nothing really to play for for both teams here another big game by Odell Beckham but I suppose we say that each and every week since he's started playing for them Eli Manning DJ uh, had a, you know last season he threw the most interceptions of his career led the league in interceptions and this season, I have to say, he adjusted to the new offense. I think he's uh, looked a lot better in the last few weeks. So, still some mistakes in the game, but you know, hopefully they'll get Julio or Victor Cruz back next season, and we'll see. We'll see how they go forward from there. These are the Eagles. A number of things here. They had another punt blocked for a touchdown. The special teams this year. You had them in a number of fantasy leagues. The special teams this year for the Philadelphia Eagles has been crazy. So. Uh, they've had a phenomenal season on the special teams aspect of it and pick up a one here at the end of the season but too little too late DJ after they lost last week to the Redskins so 
you know, maybe they should have saved this one for last week against the Redskins. Moving on as well, DJ, it looks like Coughlin's going to return next season, which uh, a lot of us didn't see happening just a month or two ago, but they finished the season very strong. So it looks like Tom Coughlin's back for another year as he has one year left on his current contract. A game, DJ, that there wasn't too much been shown on NFL Red Zone and there's not a whole wild pile of highlights on the Minnesota Vikings, 13, the Chicago Bears, 9 points. And DJ, my biggest takeaway from this was I had a bet on and I had them done to win by 6 points the Minnesota Vikings and yeah they decide on uh, fourth and one from the three yard line to go for it in fourth down when all they needed to do was kick the field goal and uh, the game would have been over anyway it was a very strange decision and in my opinion by Mike Zimmer and, and the crew but they ended up that they won 13 to 9 Jay Cutler back in DJ didn't really move the offense all that well and uh, Mike Tressman's another head coach DJ that was showing the door after this one had a great season last year came in uh, really you know they were talking about him as a quarterback whisperer and Jay Cutler, and then when he was injured, Josh McCown had great seasons last year, but this season has just been kind of a bit of a dumpster fire for the Bears organization, and they're wanting to bounce back as quick as possible. And, you know, it's uh, what have you done for me lately, League DJ? So, unfortunately, Tressman, uh, you know, his head coaching spell in the NFL looks to be over, but maybe he'll get a job as a, as a coordinator somewhere. I mentioned the likes of Rex Ryan there earlier on, and uh, it'll not be too long, I'm sure, before he gets a coordinator's job in the NFL or uh, possibly even a job in television because. Always seems to be an entertaining guy to, to listen to. DJ, another game now here. And this game, I was going to say, had nothing on the line, but maybe something a lot bigger than that was on the line. The New York or the New Orleans Saints, 23. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 20. DJ, this year was a game that, in the fourth quarter, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were leading this game by 13 points. And uh, maybe they got a tap on the shoulder and were told, hey guys, we need to lose this game if we want to get the number one overall pick next season because... They thoroughly threw this one away. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another one of my losing bets this weekend, as I bet them to win this game outright. And uh, they just uh, turned into a human dumpster fire at the end of this one. A win here for the New Orleans Saints and, you know, another team that their season was uh, washed out last week and um, that lost to the Carolina Panthers. So not much to go at each other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are picking number one overall in next year's draft. And I would say they're looking for a quarterback because Josh McCowan is not the answer there. And... Uh, Mike Lennon didn't get a chance this season, so obviously they don't think he's the answer either. So moving forward, uh, it looks like they'll have a new quarterback next season, and I would imagine it'll be a rookie quarterback. We talked to EJ a lot about Odell Beckham on the show. You know, you have to look to EJ in this game at Mike Evans. He's uh, had, a, had a very good, very, very good season in uh, any other year. If Odell Beckham wasn't playing, we'd be doing all the talking about Mike Evans. Over 1,000 yards, DJ, 12 touchdown receptions. So have to say, uh, absolutely fantastic season by the rookie there as well. Next game, DJ, the Dallas Cowboys 44, the Washington Redskins 17, and the Cowboys really you know, piled on the pressure in this one. <laughs> I, I thought it was a game that they might think, oh, we're, we're in the playoffs, we'll take it nice and handy, we've won the division. But uh, that wasn't the case, and they really laid it on. They went for a surprise onside kick in the first half to rack up some more points, and a couple of turnovers in this one, costing the Redskins RG3 through two picks in the red zone. So key, key turnovers, the Cowboys winning this game by a big, big margin, and DeMarco Murray's 12th 100-yard performance of the season gives him eight, over 1,800 rushing yards. So he's now broken uh, the franchise record for the Cowboys, uh, previously set by Emmett Smith and Des Bryant. Set the, the franchise record for receiving touchdowns, which he has 16 now, the previous one by Terrell Owens, and he had 15. So uh, they're really, really flying in all cylinders, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them and the Lions this coming week in the playoffs. And, you know, the, the Cowboys went 8-0 this season, DJ away from home, and their home form hasn't been as good as you'd expect because they've been so dominant on the road, but I'm, I think they should uh, take the Lions this week, but we'll talk more about that in the preview show later in the week. 
Uh, were you surprised by the way that the Cowboys turned up in this one? wasn't surprised by how the Cowboys turned up because they were facing the Washington Redskins, Coleman. There was no real surprise that the Cowboys were going to get a win here. It was one of those games that really was a question of by how much the Cowboys were running. Interesting line coming out from Washington after this game, Coleman. Kirk Cousins has said that FRG3 is announced as the starter for the Washington Redskins next year that he wants to be traded. Yeah, it's an interesting one, DJ. You know, a lot of people, that was said this time last year, a lot of people would have been thinking that they would get a good draft pick for him, but you know, he played a couple of games this year as well and didn't look as good as people maybe thought, so it would be interesting to see what they could acquire for him if he was to be if he was to be traded. Tony Romo, DJ as well, just uh, to finish off in this game, has had an absolutely fantastic season, leading the league in a number of categories, and people are talking about Aaron Rodgers and you know Tom Brady, J.J. Watt being possible MVP contenders. Well, I suppose you have to put Tony Romo up in that category as well, but... I don't think I don't think he's going to pick it up. I think it's it's going the way Aaron Rodgers. Next game, DJ Indianapolis Colts. Nothing to see here against the Titans. The only thing on the line here was the Tennessee Titans possibly getting the the first overall pick. They've been very very poor the majority of the season, but in particular the last number of weeks. And uh, the Colts get an easy win here. Colts play the team. Obviously, are trying to bounce back from that result against the Cowboys last week. Play the majority of their starters for for kind of first two or three quarters, and then drop in the backups and a win here for for the Colts, DJ. Can't really say a whole wild pile more about this. Uh, have you anything else to uh, add other than the only thing here, DJ? I can see is luck broke this team's single season yardage record previously held by Peyton Manning, but outside of that, there uh, nothing else to talk about. Yeah, Calm, you're right there. There is very little to talk about in this game. The Colts are in the playoffs. The Titans, well, aren't. <laughs> plain, plain and simple, they're getting the number two overall pick in the 2015 draft so it's going to be interesting to see what area they look to strengthen perhaps a quarterback on yeah probably will be DJ in that in that area you know we're talking about the the two teams and them top picks going for quarterbacks but at the moment DJ you know we'll get more and more in depth as uh, as these bowl games go on over the new year and then we get into you know the combine and so on about what quarterbacks might be taking high there's word about Mario have been taken up in that spot but we'll see we'll see DJ Jameis Winston's also been talked about in that in that area but there's two quarterbacks there at the top but maybe somebody will push themselves up those boards as we we get closer to the time but it looks like both those teams will take quarterbacks next game DJ is the Denver Broncos and they won 47-14 to the Raiders the Raiders had their bags packed they're ready for vacation time and they picked up a couple of wins in the last few weeks to to save themselves from an embarrassing season but Looks like they have a situation started at quarterback DJ, and uh, although this game I wouldn't take too much away or take too much into account from the Raiders, I just thought season's over for them, nothing to play for. The Broncos are looking to bounce back from their loss to the Bengals, and they done that uh, quite stylishly with a forty-seven to fourteen victory. Demarius Thomas, DJ, um, another another nice game for him here, and uh, finishes the year with sixteen hundred yards through the air. And CJ Anderson continues to have a nice a nice season, you know, not, not nobody was talking about him at the start of the season. He had another three touchdowns in this so he's nine touchdowns in the last six games. So uh looks like he's gonna be, you know, one of their main threats as they as they hunt into the playoffs to see how far they can go. But they have a bye next week as well, so time to get uh, the game plan ready and rest everyone up. Last game DJ on the schedule this week, that is the San Francisco 49ers against the Arizona Cardinals. 49ers twenty, Arizona Cardinals seventeen. DJ, this looked like a game for quite some time, like the, the Cardinals might sneak and uh, they had a couple of explosive plays from Ryan Lindley, but then they had a couple of absolutely atrocious plays from Ryan Lindley who threw a, a couple of interceptions staring right down the receiver. And, you know, you can't just do that in the NFL. You're going to get picked off time and time again. So 
disappointing result here for the Cardinals, but showed some life. Uh, showed the offense isn't completely dead, but you know they they were really really strong in defense up until two weeks ago. Give up over five hundred yards in uh, total offense against the Seattle Seahawks, and then up and around the the three hundred range again here. So disappointing the last few weeks uh, defensively. We'll see what they do in the playoffs now, but. They, they go into the playoffs this week and they'll be delighted to be in the playoffs but how far they can go with all the quarterback situations they've had in the last, say, six weeks is uh, it doesn't look all that promising. Of course, the Super Bowl will be in Arizona this year. These are the 49ers picked up the win, fighting hard here for Jim Harbaugh in the last game and possibly Frank Gore's last game in uh, the 49ers uniform as well. But overall, DJ, I have to say, Gore had a nice game and uh, I was very surprised at how the players actually played for the manager. You would have thought, you know, there's a lot of talk this year about him losing the locker room, you know, the players not being behind him and so on and so forth. But you have to say here, everything seemed to be that way. There was a pick at the end of the game. I can't remember who picked off the ball, but took the ball over and handed it to Harbaugh. And then they actually gave him a Gatorade shower when they dumped all the, the Gatorade on him after the game. So, you know, they were they were celebrating with Harbaugh. It looked like they knew that obviously this situation was happening. He obviously must have informed them before the game. He had his press conference after the game and about two minutes later, the 49ers said that they had mutually parted away. So it was obviously something that was planned for a long time. Everyone knew it was coming in the media and so on and so forth. So... Jim Harbaugh looks like he's going to be the next head coach of Michigan. The, the figures have been talked around in around $8 million a year. So I think he's going to be quite happy there uh, to go back to his, the college where he, he went to college and uh, pick up a nice big pile of dough. So uh, moving there for Jim Harbaugh, it'll be interesting to see who is their new head coach in San Francisco. Whoever takes it over has some nice pieces to work with there. DJ mentioned Frank Gore possibly leaving. He uh, has now over 11,000 yards in his career and you know, I have to say that uh, he's been an absolute servant to that team and he's been phenomenal in his time there. So somebody I'm sure will take a chance on him in free agency if he's not back with the 49ers next year. But overall, these a disappointing season for the 49ers. But, you know, I've talked about Levi Stadium. They're not getting many results there. So it's good to see them getting a win down there in San Francisco in the new stadium. But I'd say that, DJ, not a lot more to talk about this week. I mentioned the preview show coming up on Thursday and we'll be talking to Ross Tucker on that. If anyone has any questions they want to send in, on that DJ, uh, they can send them to us at Overtime Ireland or you know, they can send the email to us at overtimeireland at gmail.com and we'll put the best ones to Ross. We'll be talking about all the fixtures coming up this week. And so if your team's in the playoffs, do send in a couple of questions. We'll ask him. DJ, we had a competition this week as well for the closest correct score in the Packers game. It's something that hasn't happened this season. has never happened actually in the two seasons we've been giving away the t-shirts for closest correct scores. Somebody actually got the exact correct score and uh, you've more details on that. Yeah, call him it Hutchie, and his, I'm presuming that's not his name, and his Twitter is at Ework95, and we'll be tweeting that out just in case I mispronounced his Twitter name. Yeah, so so uh, con- congratulations to him, he had the Lions 20, the Packers 30, and as you say, Colm, I certainly can't remember anybody getting the correct score no, exactly. Nobody's ever got the correct score, and then... Uh, Obviously, with that there, two-point conversion being ruled out at the end, that helped him as well. So, an interesting one there. Unfortunately for Hutchie, there's no extra bonus prize for getting the exact correct score, but an OTI t-shirt will be on its way to you. So, do get in touch with us, and we'll get that sent out as soon as possible. We'll be back, DJ, as I mentioned, on Thursday with yet another podcast. And I mentioned there a minute ago, DJ, we'll be joined by Ross Tucker. Be sure to check him out on Twitter. It's at Ross Tucker NFL. He's on Fantastic Podcast. And he has some fantastic guests on those podcasts. So we're looking forward to getting him on the show again this week. He's been on with us a number of times. Always informative, always fun to talk to him. 
So DJ, until that, all that's left to say, I guess, is so was have a happy new year, but we'll be back to give you a New Year's podcast. So until then, my name's Colm. And I'm DJ. And until then, have a good one. Go Pack Go. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.